The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Imagine going through your day without suffering. Wouldn't that be nice? Going through, you know, getting up in the morning, going through your entire day, going to bed at night, and not suffering all day long. It's kind of a dream come true. Would that be nirvana? I don't know. Sounds very good. The older I get, the less I suffer. Maybe I just don't want so much or get so upset about things. So, um, I think that's the goal of our practice. That's the reason that we're here, is to figure out how not to suffer all day long. And the less we suffer all day long, the better our life is, the better a job we're doing at this, this practice. That's about it, just how to, how to not suffer all day long. How to not be aggravated. There's a, um, this middle-length discourse, and I, uh, it's about talking about not suffering, about abandoning, um, abandoning covetousness, abandoning hatred and ill will, abandoning self-doubt or doubt, abandoning sloth and torpor, and abandoning restlessness or worry, that kind of thing. And it's not just like letting go of these things is our goal, but it talks about how good it feels to let go of these things. Like in the example of letting go of ill will and hatred, um, the simile is that's like recovering from an illness. Uh, The simile for letting go of covetousness is like you've taken out a big loan (coughs) to start a business or something like that, and you pay back the loan, your business is successful, you can take care of your family, it's a nice way to be. It's a nice thing. You know, you're free of debt. And it ends those, each one of these similes by, being, by saying, then on considering this, one would be glad and full of joy. So, not worrying. Allowing ourselves not to worry. And then being glad and full of joy about that. 
allowing ourselves not to doubt ourselves. The simile for that is um, something like, you know, you're in good shape, you're wholesome, you're feeling great, everything's fine, and then you're, you've got to set on this long path through this desert. And that's the doubt. And then after you get to the end of the path, you find out you've got this, the same thing you always had, which is this wholesomeness and happy state of mind, good state of mind. So um, we, doubt, we doubt our wholesomeness. We doubt our goodness. And then we recover our goodness. And, and then we're glad and full of joy. <clears throat> And when these five hindrances have been abandoned in oneself, one sees that as freedom, as freedom from debt, healthiness, release from prison, release from prison was uh, sloth and torpor, freedom from slavery, slavery is worry, and a land of safety, it's freedom from doubt. <clears throat> Then on considering this, this would, one would be glad and full of joy. I went to a uh, all-day workshop on the uh, on joy. It's on the seven factors of awakening, but this particular workshop was on joy. And joy could be. You know, there are many subcategories of joy. Rapture is a subcategory of joy. Um, but contentment, feeling safe. Peace is a big one. Peace is kind of, peace is kind of the bottom line of our practice. Um, happiness. <clears throat> and we had this exercise where we, one person would sit across from another person and you would ask that person, what brings you joy? And then the person would respond, what comes to mind, what brings you joy? What brings me in that case joy? And then, after, then the person would hear you and he would say, thank you. Then he would ask the question again, what brings you joy? And that would go on for about two or three minutes and then you would change partners. <clears throat> and surprisingly, I found myself just coming up with example after example after example after example. And it could be considered that, in a way, there's joy all day long, except when there are these things, covetousness, ill will, worry, self-doubt. There's joy in sitting here, meditating together, I think, for me there is anyhow. There's peace here, there's beauty. We're all s sitting here together 
looking for truth, looking for freedom. It's a noble thing we're doing here. It's beautiful. And we're getting up and we have legs that can walk, eyes that can see, and we'll help, you know, clean up our facility here, work on that, and then we'll have, perhaps have lunch together and have some interaction with each other. And could be, you know, some niceness in that. Something nice about all these things. When, they're, when these other factors are absent, these suffering factors are absent. And I'll get in my car and I'll drive and I'll see the clouds in the sky when I drive and um, see the nature as I drive. It's quite beautiful around here. And I'll get to my club, you know, where I exercise. And this is just me. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, I don't know about you. You'll have your day too. But I'll, I'll, I'll uh, be friendly to people when I go to my club. And that's nice. I'll be friendly to the people that are at the front desk and friendly to the guys in the locker room and the guys that clean up the locker room. And then I'll go swim. And that's you know, working on joyfulness or working on letting go of suffering or whatever. And the day goes on and on. I'll take a steam bath and I'll, you know, sit and meditate in the steam bath and then be, uh, then, you know, go home to my wife and my dog. And then we'll, you know, that's my life. So, As we go through our life, as much as we can let go of suffering or not suffer, there's a certain gladness and joy, a peacefulness. And I think it's a good idea to appreciate that, to notice that. I, n- I am not... Um, a particularly joyful person. So this is a very good practice for me to notice all these nice things, the nice things that keep occurring in my life that are free from suffering all day long. So I don't kind of move through my life unconsciously, just not noticing how nice this is to be free from suffering. So I think of that as the, uh, <clears throat> the freedom from suffering as our cake. And then I think of petting my dog as the icing on the cake. I have this dog and uh, I hold him and I look at him in the eyes and I talk to him and I pet him and he gets really moony and I kiss him and and then he puts his paws on my chest and pushes back so he can go back on his back. He wants to go back on his back. He wants me to pet his tummy and rub his back and he his tongue is kind of hanging out of his mouth and he's in ecstasy. 
So that's the icing on the cake. There's a lot of icings on the cake. So, you know, our practice is to be here. But if being here is like a long iron road, it's not so inviting. But if our life is, if we notice the niceness of our life, just the freedom from suffering in our life, how nice that is, how that can really um, envelop us in a way, the gladness of freedom from suffering can actually envelop us as we go through our lives, this, whatever this is, this consciousness, as it moves through this, whatever this is, without suffering, that can be appreciated and the icing on the cake can be appreciated. And when we do this, when we appreciate, take some time as it's happening, or take some time later appreciating, it makes us want to be here. And that those two things work on themselves. Being here alleviates our suffering. And noticing how nice it is to be here makes us want to be here. It's kind of a synchronistic So I want to ask you, and I want you to think about this if you don't mind, and come up with an answer to yourself. What brings you joy? Thank you. What brings you joy? Thank you. Now, Anna.